0: Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. We're glad that you are here and that you can be a part of a recent service at TCC. So let's join the service which is already underway and listen to the message. Luke chapter 5, if you have it, we're going to begin reading with verse 4. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net brake. Their net break. I'm going to read a few more verses later on, uh, but I just want to preach to you about what we've read here thus far. And I really don't have a lot of notes for tonight's service. I actually came prepared to preach something else, Uh, but as I was laying there, I just felt like the Lord brought uh, something together that He had spoken to me on the way down here. I wasn't sure when I was going to preach it to all of you or how it was going to come together, but it just started to come together a few minutes ago. And so I'm going to launch out on faith with my three sentences of notes, and we're going to launch out into the deep. Amen? Amen. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful for this time that we get to gather together here tonight. Lord, I pray that you would quicken me in the Holy Ghost tonight and give me clarity of thought. Lord, I pray that you would speak through me, that I would be a conduit for you. Lord, and that you would speak to your people in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Really, this is an answer to prayer. Uh, When we were in Bangladesh, we were talking about hearing the voice of the Lord. I I spoke to you a little bit about that last week. And uh, Brother Shalm said, we need oracles, not orators. We need oracles, not orators. And so I don't really come necessarily with a sermon for you tonight, but I do believe I have a word for the Calvary Church. I believe I have a word for the Calvary Church. I was uh, driving down uh, yesterday, and I was alone in the car, which is always nice, and um, I was alone, and I I was praying, and I was just talking to the Lord, and, uh, and then I stopped talking so that he could talk back a little bit and uh, and he began to speak to me and this is what i felt like the lord impressed upon my heart about all of you and i wrote it down he said i'm ready to give calvary a harvest i'm ready to give calvary a harvest and i asked the lord and i said You may think this is silly, but I said, why? Why are you ready to give Calvary a harvest? And he said, because they have taken time to mend their nets. They have taken time to mend their nets. I believe that the Lord has a net harvest that is in the that is ready for this church. There is a net harvest that this church is getting ready to reap. <laughs> You've seen them come in ones and twos and threes, and last year we saw 10 in one service. But you're getting ready to see more because your nets are ready. Your nets are ready. <laughs> I begin to talk to the Lord about the net. And I said, What is the net? And he said, The net are my people. He said, They are the ones responsible for retention when a harvest comes. When a body is not in unity, when there are fractures in the body of Christ, it's like rips in the net. When there are cliques in a church and there are groups that say, I, I'm of Paul and I'm of Cephas and I'm of this one and that one and, and those that say, I think we should do it this way and those that think I should do it this way, you have a net that is torn. But for the past... Ah, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong in this room right now. For the past few years, the Lord has brought together a pastoral team that has been unified here at the Calvary Church. And there's been a unifying process in the body of Christ. And what was torn has been mended. And the net is strong and the net is ready for a harvest. Uh, the net is ready for a harvest. <laughs> There is a net harvest that is coming to the Calvary church. Every process that you have put in place, uh, every program that you have worked on building, uh, every Bible study that you have led, uh, every life group that you have launched, uh, what you've been doing uh, is you've been mending the nets. Uh, you've been getting ready for the harvest. Everything you've been doing uh, has been for an expected end. Uh, the Lord had a net harvest in store. Uh, every time You sat down uh, at a strategy planning meeting uh, And you looked over the calendar uh, And you begin to put the people of God together uh, And ask yourselves What can we do uh, to bring healing? Uh, What can we do uh, to promote growth? Uh, What can we do uh, to promote relationship? Uh, You uh, have been mending uh, the nets Uh, You uh, have been preparing uh, for a harvest Oh, Satana Maria Kashaya. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Ah. That's a word from the Lord for the Calvary Church. Ah, hallelujah. Ah, Come on, could you just clap your hands? Just thank the Lord for that word. I, I wonder if you could just lift your hands huh, and just receive that word right now. Huh? That seed huh, is taking root in your hearts right now. Oh, hallelujah. Ha, ah, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. A uh about a year ago, you ready? Sharp right turn ahead. Okay. Just warning you. About a year ago, grandma came home with my two kids. And um, if you have kids and if they have a grandmother, You understand already that grandmas don't ask for permission. They just do what they want to do. They were willing to whip you when you were a kid, but not their grandbabies. Grandbabies get a Mountain Dew and a shove out the door at 10 p.m., you know. They can do no wrong, and they... And they get whatever they want. They come home with loads of trash that you are tasked with getting rid of. And Oh, I feel a deliverance coming from myself tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah. See, God, God's helping me to get rid of this root of bitterness. And so about a year ago, grandma shows up with two aquariums. Hello? With two aquariums, a pet lizard, and five fish. A phone call would have been nice. And the kids were just thrilled at their new pets. Yeah. Unfortunately, the lizard has lived. The fish has not been as fortunate. We started with five. We have one left. A few weeks ago, Hudson and I were at the pet store uh, because I didn't know anything about taking care of a fish. And, and the, the tank was in a state of disrepair. Evidently, these filters have filters that need to be changed. Oh, that was a discovery after a year. <laughs> They're supposed to be changed every three to four weeks. Yeah, I wonder why the fish died. I told you there was a sharp turn. And uh, anyway, he, he said, Dad, can we get some more fish? And I said, sure, son. And so he picked out six fish. I had the grandma spirit. And I was like, oh, they're 19 cents. What do I care? <laughs> and so we threw them in the tank. They're all dead. That was like three weeks ago. <laughs> I'm going to come back to my point here. Cause it's important, but we learned a lot about that fish tank. <laughs> you know, there's sometimes where you think of an example when you're a preacher, and you're like, man, that's great. That's perfect. And then you start preaching it and you're like, man, this is not as awesome as I thought it was. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, but I'm going to go with it cause it's all I got. So, uh, <laughs> So we learned some lessons about the fish tank and some things that are required in keeping the fish that we have left alive. We must become skillful in taking care of the harvest. It's been part of the net mending process that you have gone through here at Calvary. And I learned that there are three or four things that a fish needs In order to thrive they need a clean environment (laughs) they need a clean environment it's funny because you heard the story of the filter but it's true when harvest arrives they cannot come into a polluted environment that is in disarray they have to come into a place where the spirit of God can flow and the consecration of the people of God, create an atmosphere where anything can happen. They can't come into a place that has been polluted by opinion polluted by self agendas polluted by pride polluted uh, because people have become offended or they've been hanging on to a root of bitterness Uh, I want you to know that the things that the Lord uh, has been weeding out and pulling out uh, and cleaning out of the filter uh, have been to create a clean environment in the church two they need oxygen We found that out the hard way. Oxygen doesn't flow real well through a polluted filter. But when you get into a clean environment, God looks down and says, I can move here. I can show up here. I'm welcome here. They've made room for me here. They've taken time to prepare all week long so that when they show up, they show up with clean hands and a pure heart. They're ready to ascend to the hill of the Lord. He looks down and says, Hey, this is a place where miracles can be poured out. This is a place where my spirit can be poured out. This is a place where Where I can move in the midst of my harvest. Uh, They need food, but not too much food for fish. They need a steady diet of the Word. (laughs) All the teaching. That you hear on Wednesday nights and all the things that are taught in your life groups. It's been nourishing the church, it's been mending the nets, it's been growing the saints. And you know what happens when harvest comes? You're not lost when they have a question. Because you got word in your heart that you can pull from. And say, hey, I remember when Pastor Kristen taught about this. I remember when Pastor Reed taught about this. I remember when Pastor Ellis gave a word about this. I've been keeping that word stored up in my spirit. Because I knew there'd be a day when a member of the harvest would show up with a question. And I'd be ready. Clean environment, the flow of the spirit, a steady diet of truth, and the fourth one I already mentioned in my opening, but room to grow, room to grow. You know, I found out you can't have too many fish in one tank. Doesn't work out. when you create room for that fish to flourish when you make space for that new convert to grow when you're willing to not be territorial about what the Lord has used you for in the past and you can create some space for someone else to grow you've created space for harvest Listen, we can't hang on with closed hands to what the Lord has always used us for. You've got to be willing to let other people rise up and grow. You've got to be willing to step out of the way and say, Pastor, they're ready. Pastor, they're ready. I'm willing to step back if it's time. I'm willing to make room if it's me and Pastor Ellis had a talk about this just the other night. We were sitting down eating pizza, and we were talking about the end of my ministry in the, in the youth department in Ohio. And I shared with him, I said, you know, I said, I could have served longer. I said, but I felt like if I served any longer, I'd only be doing it for selfish reasons. Because two years ago, there perhaps weren't the right people ready. But right now, there's a bench. And there are young men that are ready to step into that position. And I told him, if I don't move, I'm going to frustrate somebody else's purpose if I don't get out of the way. Let me tell you, some of you, you've got to make room uh, for others to grow Hallelujah. Is this all right? One of the things that the Lord showed me in these scriptures that we read, their nets broke when they tried to do it alone. Their nets broke when they tried to do it alone. Where did we stop? What verse? Four, five, six. In their net break. I'm going to start reading in verse 7. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. <laughs> You'll go on to read that they secured that harvest of fish that day. When they came together. (laughs) You're not going to have a net harvest by yourself. It's not going to happen in just one life group. It's not going to happen in just one Bible study. It's not going to happen in just one department. We're not silos. We're not out there all by (laughs) ourselves. But if this ship... We'll connect to this ship. And this ship will join hands with this ship. Together, we're going to bring in the greatest harvest that the Calvary church has ever seen. Together, we're going to reap the greatest harvest that the Calvary church has ever seen hey you don't have to agree huh, with everything that your brother or sisters doing huh, but you just got to take them by the hand huh, and say hey together huh, together huh, together huh, together, huh, we can reap the harvest huh, together huh, we can reap huh, the harvest so let me explain to you In the body of Christ Everybody's different Come on you should have said amen Because y'all know it's true Y'all thought of somebody like Yeah they are different (sighs) They're real different We're all different We all got opinions We all think it should be done this way one person's like, "Man, we just we just need the flow of the Holy Ghost and nothing else, and just throw out the playbook and and that's it." And one person's like, "No, we we need to write the playbook, and it's just going to be the Word." When the Word and the Spirit come together (laughs) there's no stopping there's no stopping what God can do Hey, me and Brother Anthony may not see eye to eye on everything. And we may have some different opinions. Huh? But if we realize we got the same goal. Huh? If we realize we're headed for the same place. Huh? And we got the same destiny. Huh? That we can take each other by the hand. Huh? And what he's big on. Huh? And what I'm big on. Huh? Together. Huh? They will work together. Huh? For the net harvest huh? that God has for us. Mm. They worked together; they were able to secure the harvest. I was at lunch today with some people that I know, my family, and somebody asked me, if, you know, if I enjoy coming here and you know that type of. Thing. And I said, yeah, I said, I love coming here. I said, I love this church. And I said, I'll tell you what I love about this church is it's a healthy church. And somebody asked me, they said, well, what's that mean? What do you mean by that? And I said, well, they eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. <laughs> False. I said, what I love and what I mean by that, about this church being a healthy church, is I look around. This Sunday morning I looked around and I saw hundreds of people at all different places in their walk with God. And every one of them felt like they should be here every one of them felt welcomed here. Every one of them felt like they belonged here. Every one of them felt like they could have an experience with Jesus here. You know what that is? That's a healthy church. That's a church that's taken time to mend every rip in the net. It's a time. It's a church that's taken time to prepare for greater things that God has in store. It's a church that has taken time and has had the foresight to see down the road uh, that God had bigger things uh, than what they were experiencing in the moment. uh, And that one day their preparation uh, would lead them uh, to greater than uh, moments. uh, And I believe uh, that's what this year uh, has in store for you. uh, You're going to have greater than moments uh, in twenty twenty. Some of you are getting ready to be bolder than you've ever been. (laughs) There are people, there are introverts in this room that have shied away from the harvest in the past that are going to feel the confidence to step out of their comfort zone and be a part of the harvest that God has. There are people that have had a fear of people. Mm. God's helping you overcome that fear. You've walked in insecurity so long, always self-evaluating, always judging everything that comes out of your own mouth. Feeling like you're inadequate. (laughs) Friend, if he can use me, he can use you. I'm never going to be adequate. I'm never going to be good enough. I'm just going to be willing. I'm going to stay willing. I'm going to stay open. I'm going to stay available. And that's what the Lord is asking of you. He's saying, are you willing to make room? Are you willing to keep yourself available? Are you willing to keep the doors to your home open? Are you willing to keep the doors to your prayer closet open? I just want to talk to you about one more thing before I close this service tonight. Every great revival that has ever started started in a prayer room and started with prayer. We've talked a lot last week and this week about maturing in our faith and maturing in our walk with the Lord. God's getting ready to take some of you to the next level in prayer. I know it's not popular to hear. You should try preaching about prayer sometime. See how popular that is. But prayer is what will open up the door to the revival, to the net harvest that God has in store. There's a verse in the Bible that says, they looked for an intercessor but found none. Everywhere I go, the churches that I visit, I've heard so many times people talk about the intercessors that have passed on people used to be able to call out the names and say oh she's a prayer warrior she's an intercessor he's an intercessor he's a prayer warrior could you call out the intercessors in your church today could you name the prayer warriors in this congregation here today i know that's a that's a very poignant question and that and, and that's not to point fingers or condemn anybody. What I'm trying to impress upon you here today is God is calling intercessors. He's calling intercessors back to the gap. There are gaps that have been vacated by intercessors of our past and God's been trying to move, but there's been nobody there in that gap. I'm telling you right now, this net harvest that's coming, it starts with a burden in your spirit. And you can't shake it. And all of a sudden, you begin to weep for the lost. uh, And you feel the (laughs) way. And you feel that spirit of intercession uh, begin to come upon you uh, as you go into your prayer closet. uh, And your prayers begin to change. And and your prayers aren't just, Lord, uh, I need this and that. and, And bless my kids and help me with this help me with that. Uh, but all of a sudden your your prayers uh, begin to change uh, from an inward focus uh, to an outward focus. Uh, and, uh, and you find yourself, you begin to call out the name of your city and you start calling out the names of streets in your neighborhood and uh, you begin to call out the names of schools uh, and colleges uh, and campuses. Uh, you know what that is? That's a spirit uh, of intercession uh, that's grabbing a hold of you. Uh, when you feel that come on you uh, you just step into it uh, and let it begin to flow uh, because a spirit uh, of intercession uh, is coming on some people uh, in this church uh, in this hour uh, god saying i'm ready Uh, the harvest is ready Uh, where uh, are my intercessors Listen, you don't need a spot in a bulletin to have an all night prayer meeting. You don't need a date on a calendar to get in your prayer closet and cry out for your city. It's how prayer begins, it's how revival begins. I remember a service back on Kemper Road and Brother Pasley was preaching about revival and he had a piece of Azusa Street with him and he retold the hilarious story of going there when he was a kid and how his parents just wanted to see Azusa Street but he wanted to go to Disneyland or something but they took him to some street and they begin to cry and they begin to weep and I remember in that service the Pazley began begin to prophesy about revival in this city and in this church Let me tell you right now, I refreshed myself on this this afternoon. I started reading again about that Azusa Street Revival. You know where it started? It started in a prayer room. It started when some people said, we're going to get a hold of God. No matter what it takes. It started with a hunger and a desire to see a move of God in their city like they had never seen before. Saints of God Don't resist What the Holy Ghost Is calling you to He's been calling some of you to fast He's been calling some of you to pray He's been calling some of you to intercede Step in Step in Step in It can be the key That unlocks The net harvest That God has for you Would you stand with me? The Bible says that after they brought in those fish together, they were astonished. It's the word that the Bible used. They were astonished at the amount of fish that they had brought in. I believe you're going to have some astonishing moments In the very near future. I think I said this. Last summer when I was here. And if I didn't. I know that I felt it. And I'm going to say it again here tonight. There are entire groups. That are ready for harvest right now. There are entire youth groups. That are ready for harvest right now. There are pastors in your city that are hungry for the truth right now. A couple of years ago, there was an event in Minerva, Ohio. A young man by the name of Drew Pentagrass started something there called Movement. And it was this huge church service in the high school where he works. And I remember the first year that he, he had that. There was over 500 students there, and only about two or three hundred of them at the most were churched. Most of them were just kids from the high school that had never been in an environment like that. And I remember after the word of the Lord went forth and the Holy Ghost was being poured out. I was praying up in that altar with some students. I found this out afterwards. One student got the Holy Ghost. Then another student got the Holy Ghost. And then another one got the Holy Ghost. I mean, this happened in just a matter of moments. Just right on down the line, this whole group of kids got the Holy Ghost. There was an adult standing behind them that did not look happy about what was happening. He was their youth pastor from another church that didn't believe in the Holy Ghost but he watched as his entire youth group was filled with the Holy Ghost right in front of his eyes I'm telling you there are entire groups of people that are ready for harvest right now that won't be the last story that you hear like that It won't be the last testimony that you hear like that. You're going to be a part of testimonies like that. You're not just going to hear testimonies like that. You're going to be a part of testimonies like that. Some of you have influence in people's lives that have great influence in other people's lives. And you haven't realized the attachment point that God has given you. But some of you have influence with people of influence. And there's a great harvest attached to them. Hear me, don't you be intimidated by their title, their position, their social status. You just do what the Lord tells you to do. And you leave the results up to him. Is that all right? Too often we're intimidated by somebody's status in this life. And we say, hey, I'm just a nobody. No, you're a somebody. You're a child of the king. And your words have life and authority. And all you got to do is tell them your story. You don't have to preach theology to them. You don't have to give them a dissertation of the gospels. All you got to do is tell them your testimony. It's all anybody wants to hear anyway is what has God done for you. Is that all right? All right. I think it'd be good if we just gathered around the front. We're going to pray together. And I'm not going to go long. I just feel like the Lord is planting some seeds in our spirit here tonight. Huh. Seeds that need to find a point of application in our life. Huh. He cut Come on, let's all gather in. There's more coming. Just make room. File in. Let's not block the aisles. We're just going to pray together tonight as the family of God. <laughs> I feel the love of Jesus in this room here tonight. If it's appropriate, would you just take somebody by the hand near you? Put your arm on their shoulder. <laughs> I want us to just begin to talk to the Lord tonight just ask him Lord where do I need to make room in my life Lord where is it that I need to create some space to be a part of the revival that you have for the Calvary church come on there's there's some things in your life that have been crowding out that prayer closet There's some things in your life that have been crowding out that study time. Been crowding out the Word. It's time to make room for revival in your life again. It's time to make room in your life for the Word to speak to you again. When's the last time you just sat down in the presence of the Lord and let His Word minister to you? Let His Word speak to you? (laughs) <laughs> ah, When's the last time uh, you felt the clarity of the Holy Ghost uh, just come on you during your prayer time uh, and the Lord just begin to talk to you about some things uh, and deal with your heart about some things. <laughs> Come on, God's wanting you to allow yourself to get vulnerable with Him. He's wanting you to allow yourself to create room for the Holy Ghost to speak to every area of your life again. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio.